Welcome to season two of our Bold Conscious Connections podcast, where we bring you stories, conversations, and life experiences of those that have taken the journey and the leap of faith from employee to entrepreneurship. Every week, we will bring you interviews or messages from us about what it took for people to take this bold conscious journey. So without further ado, let's get into our episode today. Everyone has stories, but once in a while, you come across someone whose story is truly, truly incredible. In this episode, we bring you a guest whose credentials read like he's 100 years old. We even chuckle about that during our conversation with him. We have his full bio in the show notes to give you a list of all his accomplishments, but to give you just a little glimpse of what this 24-year-old Mark Metry has accomplished. Mark is a mentor, author, creator, mental health advocate, coach, teacher, keynote speaker, podcast host, and he calls himself a loving human being, which he truly is. He has interviewed over 300 top leaders, from philanthropists to professional athletes to neuroscientists, best-selling authors, on and on. He is now a founder of Social Anxiety Society podcast. He's a best-selling author of a book, Screw Being Shy, and the list just seems to go on forever. So let us not stand in the way of you and this conversation with Mark Metry. Welcome to today's episode of Bold Conscious Connections. We are so excited to have our guest today, Mark Metry, who is someone that name will never um, leave me because when I first quit my job back in January 2019 and I announced it on LinkedIn, this guy, Mark Metry, commented and, you know, he would comment on my post and I'm like, who is this guy? He has like 75,000, 80,000 followers. Why is he commenting on my Post. At the time, that's what you had. Now you have way more than double that. <laughs> um, and I just thought, wow, you know, when when uh, when I make it big, I want to be as mindful and as thoughtful as this guy. And that's sort of how it began, how I started to follow your journey. So, Mark, welcome to our podcast. Please take a few moments to just, you know, tell our listeners a little bit about you and why they should stick around. Yeah, sure. And thank you guys so much for inviting me. You know, I think I found the best way to kind of introduce and describe myself is, you know, I'm someone who really spent almost literally every single day of my life for the first part of my life trying to hide, trying to be silent, trying to be invisible, um, you know, not trying to tell anybody my story, thinking that I had no story. And I kind of went through this crazy transformation in my life where now all I do is the opposite. Like how I make my living is literally based on me telling my story and me sharing and me helping other people find their voice as well. And so whether that's in the form of my podcast or writing through like I'm also an author or uh, or being a speaker or advising different uh, like companies and nonprofits. My main goal is just trying to help people who, you know, feel like they don't really have a voice people who, 
you know, have, have experienced different issues that I have faced, like, uh, being poor, uh, discrimination, uh, mental health challenges, physical health challenges. And that's really my goal. And every single day I try to get up in the morning and just do that. And sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it's a little bit easier, but, uh, that's what I do. So awesome. We're so glad to have you here today. And, you know, there's so many more people, I think, aware that what you just described is so necessary, you know, have after having 2020 and really this year has all been about trying to figure out how to move in this unknown, uncertain world. How do you show up? How do you make your presence known and take up space? And, you know, as someone who's been following your journey, it's been amazing. You've accomplished quite a lot, um, quite a bit. It's really been admirable to see how you continue to um to really play full out and you provide ways for others to also highlight their journeys. So we just want to begin by recognizing you for being you, for doing the thing that only you can do and filling the space that only you can fill. Um, this Bold Conscious Connections podcast is really about highlighting people like you who are boldly stepping out with purpose and living into that. So thank, thank you. you. No, of course. Thank you so much. And, um, you know, while you were saying that, I was just trying to like listen and truly accept that because, um, you know, I'm very grateful for what I do, but there's definitely some days where just because I do it every day, it's just sort of become my normal life. Um, and it's kind of crazy to say that. And sometimes I can kind of lose touch. So I, I sincerely appreciate you saying that it means the world to me. Well, I mean, that's really worth, I mean, it completely well-deserved Mark. And, uh, right before this, we were talking earlier about how I got to know you really on LinkedIn. I was holding this piece of paper as I was getting used to harnessing my LinkedIn connections. I go, what is this guy putting out? What should I post on LinkedIn? And it was perfectly, it was on LinkedIn. And there were like 17 things or yeah. Uh, and it was your name. And somehow it was like, wow, this is pretty cool. And what you were describing about your experience earlier and, you know, who you are, you would sound like you're 100 years old, but you're like, <laughs> um, I don't know how old you are, but, you, you know, certainly 24. You got, you got 100 years of experience worth. Packed 24 into in this lifetime, Mark, in this lifetime. In this lifetime. So 100 exactly. packed into 24. Man, that's amazing. So, and there's obviously so much more that people will hear about uh, about you. So, you know, so you know, talk a little bit about more what got you on this on this journey and what was what were the, what were the decision drivers for you? I know we, we know a little bit about your history, but perhaps for our audience might be good to, you know, for you to highlight the journey. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um so yeah, you know, it's it's interesting about what you said about my age because um, you know, I just on a side note, I definitely think that I definitely think that kids today being born, I definitely think they have the potential to be, you know, some of the oldest souls because we're in a level where there's, you know, there's never been more generations. And so um, but I also think there's a lot of problems with that too, you know, especially if, you know, different things in your generation, in your family, a lot of the times kids are the ones that sort of absorb those problems. And so I think that younger people, you know, I think we have a huge potential, but I also think, um, you know, there's definitely a lot of problems. And I think it's one of those things where 
if you can get past some of those problems or at least get on the right path, you can definitely do amazing things with your life, regardless of your age. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, how did I get started on this? Let's see. So for me, you know, my parents, they came to America from Egypt, uh, like two years before I was born and, uh, grew up in Massachusetts and, um, you know, for most of kind of my childhood, we, you know, live like the immigrant lifestyle. My parents were always working. Uh, I remember growing up in like an inner city, uh, definitely seeing some interesting things, but nonetheless having a pretty good childhood. And for me in a time in my life that really impacted me was when I was going from about second to third grade, uh, I remember moving into this small town and, um, you know, a lot of cool people in the small town, but I also remember this is in time in America where this was post 9-11. And so if you were like Middle Eastern or anything like that, you know, there was definitely a tremendous amount of hatred. And so I remember, uh, you know, basically going to a new school in a very small town and in this time in America. And what's interesting about this town, too, is that there was basically no racial diversity. And so I basically show up and I'm the only person who looks different than anybody else in the school. And so all of a sudden I'm, I'm placed in a very hostile environment. And for the first time in my life, I really just start to face a lot of discrimination and bullying and abuse from all kinds of people. And little did I know, I was basically stuck in that environment for almost like 10 years. And that slowly sort of began my onset of what I now know is social anxiety. And basically, I just sort of became like that super like shy kid, had no friends, didn't join any clubs, really didn't talk to anybody. Um, and it's one of those things where I look back on now where it's like, wow, that seems like a totally different life. And um, however, as a result of that, as a way to sort of cope and deal with that, the internet was sort of becoming a thing at that time. And so I remember basically being like literally 11 years old, 12 years old. And like going to like my public library and just like going on the internet and like learning and like learning how to make websites and learning how to make apps. And, um, and then eventually like making different YouTube channels and starting these different online websites. And, uh, and like I ended up launching like so many different kinds of um, like online businesses and sort of side hustles that I honestly have lost count. And probably a handful of them became successful. Um, and so by the time I was about 16, I kind of found myself 16, 17, I kind of found myself uh, very financially successful. And at that time, like I had no money, my family had no money. And so it definitely was able to change my life, uh, at least my socioeconomic status. But it was also very confusing because, you know, in my head, I was sort of running off the belief of like, oh, once I become successful. And in my definition, that was through money, then, you know, I'm going to get the respect that I deserve, or I'm going to feel better about myself. And it's interesting, because I remember having like hundreds of 1000s of dollars at a young age, and just like literally nothing changing about how I felt about myself or other people. And so that was very confusing to me. And that like, slowly, slowly, slowly put me in this very confusing, depressed, uh, hopeless period in my life, where eventually when I was about 18, I go off to college and I actually start to realize that social anxiety is a real thing. It's not just like, oh, I'm an introvert or it's, a, it's not just like something in my head. It's like a real mental health condition. And so when I realized that, I try to challenge myself. I, I'm like, hey, let me try to make friends. Let me try to talk to people. 
Um, and so when I try to do that, I, uh, I sort of epically fail mm-hmm. and I sort of try to make friends. But every time I do, I feel like there's this part of like in my brain or in my nervous system that's just like sort of holding me back. And I was never really able to be comfortable around other people and, and talk to them. Or if I was, I was never able to truly show who I really was. I was always playing like this false persona or I just had a mask on of what I thought the other person would expect from me. And so doing that really stressed me out. And I got to this point where I'm like, wow, I'm going to be stuck like this for the rest of my life. And so once I sort of fell down that line of thinking, I really probably got like seriously depressed for the first time in my life. I I couldn't wake up in the morning. Um, I couldn't go to sleep at nighttime. I started to sort of deal with my pain and my emotions, mostly with food, um, but also like alcohol and some drugs. And so next thing I know, I find myself, I gained a a ton of weight, I'm obese, and I have all these other issues. And, you know, long story short, there was even this period of time where I went through like this rock bottom where I was even suicidal and my brain basically broke. That's kind of the best way that I take it. And I was just literally just like wandering the streets and it's a crazy, crazy uh, experience. And eventually through, through a lot of different things, I was able to climb out of that period And after then, it was just a period of like years and months and weeks of me just like working every day, trying to make every day count, trying to learn more about my mind, trying to learn more about my brain, trying to figure out how do I rewire my brain? How do I change my life? How do I get rid of social anxiety? And, you know, eventually I started to make some results and I started also different online businesses. And then I also started this podcast in 2017 that I kind of just started randomly uh, just because I, I just wanted to talk to people that could help me with my own problems. And long story short, that podcast went on, you know, over 500, 600 podcast episodes was ranked in like the top 100 next to NPR and Gary Vee and Tim mm-hmm. Ferriss and all these people that completely changed my career and the rest of my life. Uh, I got invited to be a speaker. And, um, and yeah, and people started to hire me. I started to get all these people like, Hey, how do you do this? Hey, can we hire you to do this? And, um, and yeah, next thing I know in 2019, I'm basically speaking in every major city in the U S and I noticed a very interesting trend. And basically what I would realize is that every single time that I would give one of like my talks or I'd be invited to speak, there would always be at least one person in every single city. And it was the same kind of person. And it would be someone who would walk up to me and they would probably not make direct eye contact with me. They'd probably be looking down and I'd realize they'd be very nervous. Maybe they'd start sweating. Maybe they'd start to stutter. And they would ask me the same exact question every single time. They would ask, hey, Mark, how did you go from you know, having debilitating social anxiety and mental health issues to being able to speak on stage in front of hundreds of people about your story and find your voice. And so when I realized that many people were sort of coming up to me and asked me, I was like, man, I got to write a book about this because Mm. I don't really think that there's a book that really encompasses the whole range of sort of not just my journey, but someone else who's having this problem and how they themselves can understand why it's sort of happening, the root cause, and then steps that I either took in my own story or steps that are backed up by the science. And so I was just like, let me write this book. And it's called Screw Being Shy. And this book launched the day that COVID shut down everything. 
And so here I am, like I'm trying to go from kind of like an entrepreneur, kind of like in this marketing space. And I'm trying to like pivot towards into what my real passion is and kind of what I went through in my story that I didn't really publicly talk about. Um, And then I also became like a TEDx speaker. I got invited to like all these different documentary series. It was crazy. Um, And so, yeah, and then here I am now. And, and, uh, you know, at the beginning of this year, I was really, I was like, you know what? Um, the, the whole world has changed. Um, I feel like I'm no longer in a position to where I have to be like working in marketing to like supply my income per se. I can just kind of do this full time and really live in line with my purpose. And so, yeah, ever since then, I kind of like changed my podcast. I've, you know, been trying to help people more and more in different capacities. And, um, and yeah, and here I am. <laughs> wow, what an incredible, incredible story. And, you know, this is, this is the journey that we love to give our guests the space to really explore and talk about is what it takes to finally make a decision which basically involves you walking away from who you've been to go take that next step into the unknown, which, you know, if you're listening to this podcast, you know that the unknown is ripe with possibilities. However, when you're out there in the world, the unknown is scary right? Uncertainty makes people sick. It gives you stress. It really like can erode, you know, somebody's confidence, their relationships, you know, their health. So talk to us about what it took for you to finally make the decision one day when you said, you know what, I've built all this, but I don't need to do this marketing thing anymore. I want to step into my purpose because this podcast is really about that. It's helping people really step into their purpose and figuring out, like, how do I monetize my purpose? How do I live boldly? You know, whether it's you're quitting a corporate job or you're, you're taking your existing business and pivoting it to something that speaks more to who you are authentically, it, it, it requires quite a bit of something what what is that thing for you yeah so you know i think um so i think last year in 2020 um you know when when covid kind of happened and quarantine happened um it it really just sort of um it kind of went from an area where like i remember people you know, I remember like when COVID happened and quarantine happened and then, you know, a lot more people started to talk about mental health. Um, I remember there were people who would like message me and they'd be like, Mark, how, how did you know mental health was going to become popular? <laughs> and um, and I was just like, wait, wait, no, this is just sort of my life. Like I've just sort of been living this message and I'm trying to communicate it online. Um, and so I think when that happened, it really sort of began to, you know, kind of trigger, I would say like a different voice inside of me. And I would say by like the middle of last year, I was kind of like doing my my other podcast, Humans 2.0, and I was kind of like interviewing these people and I was doing these different business marketing things and whatnot. And um, there was just like this inner voice inside of me that was just like, you're not really fully using your potential. And, um, and I honestly hadn't heard that voice 
for maybe like four or five years. I remember hearing that voice basically every day, you know, when I was growing up. Uh, but then once I kind of transformed and started my journey, that voice kind of went away. But this was kind of one of those times where it started to come back. And, you know, it got louder and louder and louder. And at first I tried to sort of ignore it. Um, but then by honestly the beginning of this year, I realized that it was creating a lot of resistance and pain and struggle within me. And it honestly got to a point where uh, I, I don't want to say it was depressing, but um, it got to this point where like, for example, the first three months of this year, um, I didn't really post that much on social media. I didn't really, I didn't post at all on my Instagram, which is kind of like unheard of for someone like me. I made a few, like a few different posts on LinkedIn and I, I was just sort of like losing touch. Um, and I just kind of had this voice within me. And at the time I was working with, um, you know, all these clients, which I think they're great people and whatnot, but there was also this bigger voice in me that was just like, you know, Mark, like you, you have to do more with your life than just make rich people richer. And so I sort of started to think like that. And by March of this year, I, I had just like had it. I was just like, I can't do this anymore. And, and, um, I, I honestly probably should have planned it better. Um, just in terms of like my lifestyle and, uh, and also like my, you know, my fan, my finances. Um, but I was just like, I was just like, I need to do this like right now. And so I remember like, I, I sort of thought that in the next week I was like, you know what, I'm going to totally switch my podcast. I'm going to totally switch these things. I'm going to stop doing these things. I'm going to stop, stop, stop. And, um, and it's definitely been quite a journey since then. But I've also definitely, you know, never felt more like, you know, I'm still on the journey, so to speak, and and sort of still in line with my purpose. And yeah, it was very difficult. It was very challenging. And I, I talked with all these people. Um, and it was just a very confusing time. Um, and uh, it was just really like this voice that was inside of me that just kept on getting louder and louder to the point where I really couldn't ignore it. And it got to the spot where I was like, you know what, if I focus on this now, then 10 years from now, you know, I'm going to, when I look back at like the empire sort of quote unquote that I was building through like my marketing career over the last 10 years, I'm able to, I'm going to be able to do the same thing. But when it comes to like social anxiety and like mental wellness, which I know for me is just personally like the most, um, the coolest thing I could be doing, you know, because personally for me, that's my sort of main currency that I like. You know, like, for example, like, you know, when when we hopped on this call, I know it's just like a LinkedIn post, so it's not that important. But, you know, Raju, when you pulled up that LinkedIn, what should I post? And like you, you, you printed out, you know, I really love when when uh, when I experience moments like that, where I'm able to write something or put my thoughts online and then someone, whether a little, you know, LinkedIn marketing or big, you know, someone telling me that, you know, they, you know, also have social anxiety, Ooh, I almost fell there, uh, almost have social anxiety, or they have mental health problems, and they were able to read my book, and they were able to start taking the right steps. And now they've totally changed their life. That for me is kind of like my main motivation and currency that I like to make, you know, and so for me, it's like, how can I do that more and more and more. And the path that I was on, I was kind of like half pregnant, so to speak. Like I was kind of half moving at it and then half doing it. And I think that's fine. You know, I think it's totally, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But it was just like this voice that I just, I couldn't shut up anymore. And I was just like, all right, I have to do this or 
I'm just going to be like depressed, you know? And so it's one of those things where I, I really had to, had to do that. And, um, and yeah, you know, as an introvert, I've learned that, um, you know, you, you kind of have to be purposeful and passionate with your work hmm. because if you're not, and you just like show up to work every day or you just show up doing the same thing, it can just feel like, I know for me, it feels like, it feels like I'm stepping into like a radioactive ooze that's like burning my skin slowly. Like that's kind of how it feels. And so for me, I'm kind of like a very intense person where like I have to like do something a hundred percent. And so I think that was also kind of like eating me up on the inside. Um, and so, yeah, if that makes sense, that's kind of how it went down. That's or, amazing. And it really yeah. speaks to so much of what Raju and I talked to you know, our audience, our clients about is how do you harness that voice? How do you, you know, we, we call it many different things, but for the purpose of, of listening to your intuition, right? It doesn't make any sense in the five senses linear time, but somewhere deep down inside in another dimension, <laughs> in another space and place, it's the, it's the best thing to do. And, um, you know, often we talk about focusing on why you want to do something and what it is that you want to do and, you know, letting the how unfold later on um, is really what you spoke so beautifully to. So thank you. Thank you. So, so Mark, uh, you, you touched on some of these things before. I mean, clearly this is a shift for you, but you're also a very intense person. You clearly you know, you're mission oriented, you have, you have deep, deep desires to make a difference to other people and help other people. So that's coming through clearly. Um, you kind of glossed over, you know, the idea that, you know, you took some steps to get inside and you made the shift, but you, you know, maybe you don't talk about it publicly. Maybe you did in TEDx talks and other places, but maybe there's one or two things that, that actually describe for our listeners, because we're bold conscious connections in this podcast, so let's talk about the first word, bold. I mean, you've touched on some things that were bold. So in answering the question, perhaps, what does bold mean to you? Uh, through the, you can describe, you know, what it means to you. Why is it important in making the shift that yeah. you did? And what, what allowed you to get out of your no voice, being shy and su uh, suppressed, et cetera, to then be able to find your voice that you've done so beautifully over the last few years? Yeah, that's a, such a great question. Um, how I define bold is, you know, when I look back at my lifetime, there's a handful of dates uh, that stick out to me. Um, November 16th, 2016, June 13th, 2017. There are a few dates that stick out to me. And really, on those dates, I was bold. And what I mean by that is, I, I remember these days as if it was like yesterday. And I remember it's these moments where you're in life and you sort of see in front of you either like literally or kind of in on the inside based on your gut intuition, what you said, Trisha, where you sort of see like a path in the road and you realize like, oh, I can make a decision. And I think for me, what bold means is making the right decision, even though it may be something that you've never done before. But deep down, you know it's right, and it's super scary. And I know for me, in these different times years ago, when I made these bold decisions, I think in my head, like, you know what? If I do this, 
it could be nothing. Or like I could look back years from now and be like, you know what, on this date, I did that thing Mm -hmm. and it completely changed my life. And like, for example, I look at that, you know, um, in 2015 when I was depressed and I was suicidal, uh, you know, making the decision to um, like travel and, and like read books and sort of be more introspective. I remember in 2016, there was this moment where I was sort of on my journey, but I was also kind of, again, like half pregnant. I wasn't really taking things seriously um, in terms of like my lifestyle, in terms of, you know, rewiring my brain, my mind. And I remember I took a nap and I woke up from this nap and I was kind of half awake, half, um, you know, sleepy. And I remember like I had this voice in the back of my head, my, my intuition that was kind of like, Mark, you have to get up and do something different or else you're going to be stuck like this for the rest of your life. And I remember that day getting up, putting on my shoes, literally having no idea what to do, but just like walking to target and like buying a whiteboard and buying a journal to try to like journal out like my dream life and to try to figure out these things. And like in the back of my mind, I'm like, if I do this, it could be nothing. Or I could look back at that date as like, this is the day, like this is the line in the sand that my entire life changed. And so for me, that's how I define bold. It's like those abilities to make those decisions when that fork in the road comes up, either perceptually or psychologically. And you're just like, you know what? Screw it. Like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to look at, on this date, you know, November you know, 2nd, 2021, and I'm just going to go for it. And I don't have all the answers, but I'm going to go for it. So that for me is what being bold really reminds me of. Ooh. So awesome. <laughs> So many nuggets here. You know what I you know what we're gathering, what I'm gathering here, and I know Raju already picked up on it already, is the fact that you are a master at taking the negative situation that you find yourself in and making something way beyond amazing as a result of it. Like honestly, from the moment we began this conversation, you've talked about how certain things with growing up, really, you know, we don't know why, why we experience what we experience, but we like to believe that none of it is for naught, like none of it is wasted. It all is part of a, you know, divine design, a divine plan. And you, you know, what I think you are a testimonial for is what happens when you listen, when you actually listen to the voice. We all have the voice. Everybody has the voice. The difference is some listen, some don't, right? And we've all been there. I, I know it took me eight, eight years to actually quit a job, you know? So I'm actually really good at suppressing that voice, mm. really good at it. I learned how to suppress that voice at a very young age. What you're talking about here now is listening, right? And moving in accordance with that voice. And it's no wonder why at 24 years old, you've been able to accomplish and achieve. And beyond that, connect and make the difference that you've already made in so many people's lives. I mean, honestly, this conversation wouldn't be taking place 
if in 2019, January, when I was posting my journey on LinkedIn, if you didn't engage with me. So, um, but if you had grown up as that kid that would have been in the mix with everybody, you know, <laughs> not, you know, popular, doing well in, in that setting, you probably wouldn't have been sitting in front of your computer trying to figure out all, all of this, right? We would be in a very, we would be having a very different conversation. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I probably wouldn't be alive. Um, <laughs> but I think, I think what you're saying in terms of that voice is so important. And, um, you know, I think for me, like what I believe about that is that, um, you know, I think that, I think that we're all, you know, sort of born with that voice. But I think a lot of the times, you know, uh, you know, if you, especially if you, if, you know, you've gone through something that I have or, or something similar that really impacted you, I think a lot of times what happens is like that, that voice gets, um, gets corrupted or it gets hijacked by your body's fear response. And like, for example, like I didn't even know, like I had a, a, a voice or gut instincts really until I was 18 and I was suicidal and I was walking in the middle of the street and all of a sudden I kind of heard that voice for like the first time inside of me sort of tell me that I'm sort of meant for something bigger and deeper. Previously up to that up to that moment, I had no idea like what this voice was or what this instinct was. Mm -hmm. um, and I think you're right. I think a lot of us suppress that voice or we just distract ourselves, you know, the entire time or, you know, um, you know, like, for example, people who have social anxiety, you know, that gut instinct, it tells them to stop talking and tells them to not be themselves. And they listen to that. And when in reality, that voice has been hijacked, you know, and, and I think it's one of those things where if you don't listen to that voice, like the tr your true voice, it gets quieter and quieter and quieter and quieter to the point where I think unless you have like some sort of like a traumatic sort of wake up call, that voice kind of goes to bed, it goes to sleep. And it's like, hey, if you don't like, you know, if you don't want to talk to me, all right, take care, you know, and it just like goes somewhere deep within, you know, your your soul. And so I definitely think um, I definitely think it's like a skill, you know, that people have to refine. I think it's like a relationship that you have with yourself. And I know for me, I was totally tapped out of that relationship. And I honestly didn't even believe that, that you could even have a voice inside of you uh, up until like I was literally about to die. And then my life showed that to me. Um, and then ever since then, I always listen to my voice. Like literally for me, like um, I listen to my voice, like literally as if like, um, I, like I'm like a character in a video game and like I'm on like an adventure quest and like the game is like showing me like different hints. It's like, hey, go over here. Hey, do that. I feel like my intuition, it's like that. It's like, the, it's like it takes you to like the next level, you know? And so I think that's huge, you know? And I think if I didn't have like those traumatic experiences, then I would definitely not be where I am. I mean, it definitely sucked for sure in the moment. There's definitely a lot of pain. I definitely don't wish it on anybody. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure it definitely causes me some problems, but um, I'm definitely very glad, you know, my life has gone the way it has. For you sure. know, you're speaking as someone like me who took 40 years to listen to a voice. You already existed, but to your point, I mean, I was asked to shut up. So most of the, most of my life, I just shut up, said nothing, you know, in, in most mm public uh forum so it was um and then another 20 years go by and then now i'm wake, waking up maybe so you're speaking directly to my heart here mark beautiful 
Mark, I want to go back to something you said about your relationship to, you know, that voice, like cultivating it, because the second part of our, the name of our podcast is conscious, right? Bold conscious. So other than imagining yourself in a video game, right? To be able to observe yourself, because this is really what consciousness in our conversation is about. How does the observe become the observer, right? Um, what are other practices that you have that helps you cultivate that partnership with, with that voice? And how do you know which voice you move with? Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely a great question. You know, what's interesting is that I remember, you know, when I was, um, when I was at rock bottom, when I was uh, like suicidal, I remember one of the things that I sort of experienced that totally changed my life was, you know, I would go for like these long walks and at night and I go for these long walks and, and like, really, I would just go for these walks and I would just sort of like see my brain just like think. Right. And when I was at rock bottom, you know, my brain was telling me like, I'm a loser. I suck. I don't deserve to talk to people, all this stuff. And I think one of the biggest uh, shifts, you know, thank God that happened to me was that I remember there was this moment of like silence and my brain was sort of thinking, 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 thinking all these thoughts. And I remember all of a sudden, I don't know how, but I remember all of a sudden, it's almost like my perspective shifted. And I was just like, wait, who's thinking that? Like, I don't really think I suck. I don't really think I'm a loser. And so that sort of started to lead me to realize like, oh, your your brain is like a thought generation machine that, um, you know, I think on average, you know, emits like 65,000 thoughts a day. Some of them, you know, you're thinking, some of them are unconscious. And I think for a lot of us, we think that's what our conscious is. When in reality, it's not like your conscious is what is sort of observing what you what exactly you said. And so for me, that was like one of my biggest um, first pieces of awareness of like realizing what, you know, consciousness really is and, and, and what it means to be conscious of like realizing that you're not your thoughts and you don't really have to believe your thoughts and your brain is sort of this thought generation machine. And when I realized that, that completely changed my life because all of a sudden it started sort of what I would call like this reverse engineering of me being like, wait, so if my brain is thinking this, how is my brain even thinking this in the first place? Like, where did those thoughts even come from? How did they get in there? And as I started to think down that road, I started to realize like, oh, you know, when I was younger, and I was in these very hostile, toxic environments where people were bullying or, or being discriminatory towards me. That's where my brain picked up these thoughts and it internalized them as my own. And so all of a sudden, when I realized that, I was like, wait, wait, wait like, who, who am I really? Like the way that I think about myself, is that even accurate? And so when that happened, I basically started to realize that um, our brain is really like this technology. It's really like this machine. And once I sort of began to stumble on that, I was like, you know what? If your brain is a technology and based on how you operate that technology, that will shift your state of consciousness. Let me learn all I can. And so I think for me, when I look back at my journey as to where I got like really lucky is that I started to look at mental health 
and and like my conscious awakening as really more or less like a science project, really less like a science experiment where I was like, you know what? Let me try to experiment. Let me try to learn. Let me try to apply. Let me try to see what works. Let me try to see what doesn't work. And that's very much what it became. And I think a lot of people that I've talked to and a lot of people that I work with, I think a huge uh, bottleneck, a huge hurdle for them is that they try to take, they try to make all these changes in their life and they take it so personally. Like they think that their brain is thinking negatively um, and, and they're taking it personally. When in reality, it's like, no, no, this is like a very advanced, like biochemical machine that has been forged through thousands of years of human civilization and, and human history, that it's really its main job is to get you to be alive and to survive, not necessarily to keep you happy or to keep you confident. And so when I realized that, I was like, what can I do to sort of shift my brain to then shift my conscious, almost like almost like a telescope, right? So if you have a telescope and you shift the way it looks, that will change like, oh, you can look at, at this solar system. Oh, you can look at these stars. Oh, you can look at the moon from, from this side. I, I don't know anything about this stuff. So I'm just um, <laughs> kind of saying here. And so I think that for me, like once I started to realize that my brain and my mind uh, is not really me. Um, it's sort of like the organ that is sort of majorly responsible for me, but it's not necessarily that accurate. It's really just guessing a lot of the times and it's based on my history. Uh, when that happened, that completely changed my life. And then, you know, as I got down that road, then I got into doing meditation, which is probably like the second biggest thing that helped me um, become more conscious. And that really helped me become more aware of my thoughts. And, um, and yeah, you know, I, I, I studied a lot of meditation. I did a lot of different forms and I started doing mindfulness meditation. And I remember, uh, you know, sort of sitting down and trying to meditate. And eventually I think after like two weeks of meditating, I remember I started to like, as I would sit down and as my brain would think all these, you know, all these random thoughts, I would sort of get the gist of like, Oh, my brain just thought that, but I don't really think that. Like, that's who is that? Like, why is my brain telling me that? And so that sort of distinction between me, conscious me, versus sort of like the default mode of my brain, I think that was like the biggest thing by far hmm. that enabled me to um, really just like change the view of who I even am as a person, if that makes sense. Absolutely. It does. It does make sense. You know, Raju and I, um, talk about what you shared a lot. And it's actually a lot of the work that we do with our clients. And we have a running joke almost here because, you know, we talk, everyone that we have as a guest talks about meditation as a way to, you know, to really raise, you know, their consciousness, to raise their awareness. And there's yet yeah, there's still so many out there that have such a resistance to it, perhaps to the word, you know, to the thought of doing it. And it really is true that, you know, sitting there with your eyes closed, which is very simple, is the hardest thing for most people to commit to. Right. And. Um, you know, thank you for ta- sharing sharing that perspective with us um, because it's so valuable. And you know, yeah. people listening to this to this show, listening to you, you know, just think, people. Mark is twenty four years old, <laughs> and these are his practices. 
So, you know, let that be something that motivates you to try it if you haven't already. So, yeah. And if I can, yeah. And if I can just say something too, real quick, like I remember when I was first becoming aware of meditation, I remember always thinking like, oh, you know, that's for hippies or that's for like monks on top of a mountain or that's for, you know, whatever lazy people that they don't want to do anything. Um, but then, you know, I started to come across like, oh, you know, Kobe Bryant's, you know, rest in peace and LeBron James, they meditate. And as I started to get down that path, I was like, wow, really, you know, some of the highest performers in the world, they all meditate. And I think meditation is talked about so often. It's gotten to that point where it's sort of, it's like the same as like healthy eating where someone, everyone knows like, oh, I should probably do that. But like, oh, it's, it's not for me or like, oh, I tried to do it once. And then, and it's just like, you know, I think people should do whatever they want, but I, I definitely think meditation can be useful for a lot of people from so many different angles. And I definitely think it's by far one of the biggest, um, you know, tools that you can use to, to train your mind. And, um, you know, like for example, like today, I honestly didn't really do that many, like I didn't really, I didn't, I'm kind of like in the middle of traveling right now. Um, so I didn't really do any of my habits, but I did meditate, you know, and, and I know that. And like, for example, at the beginning of this year, I took a break from meditating for about like three, four weeks, honestly, the worst month of my life, like, like by far, like literally the worst month of my life. And like, and like the funny part is nothing on the outside changed. Like, it's not like I like lost my job or like something terrible. No, it's like literally nothing changed, but all of a sudden it was just much harder to be myself um, and to just enjoy life, honestly. And, um, and, and so I definitely think for me personally, like, meditation is something that I'm always going to do. I try to shoot for 15 minutes, but you know, if I can't, for whatever reason, I'll just try to find a way to put it in because it's, uh, it's like a, it's really a real time simulation of how crazy your brain is. And, And I think when you are able to experience that for the rest of the day, you have this very clear sort of boundary and distinction in your mind of like, you know, like for example, when I'm on this podcast, and my brain like sends me some random thought of like, oh, you know, Trisha probably hates you or like, you know, I, I don't know, you know, and so my brain can be weird sometimes. And so it's a lot easier to sort of um, ignore that and, and and sort of distinction, distinguish like, oh, that's not me. That's just like mm-hmm. a thought the same way that if I'm sitting on the, the beach and the ocean is going to give you wave after wave after wave after wave after wave, that's the same way our thoughts work. And it's, it, there's no point with sort of fighting with your thoughts or trying to resist them uh, because, you know, you can't resist the ocean. And so I think just having that distinction um, will help a lot of people for sure. So I, I'm glad that all your guests have mentioned meditation. And I know people who listen to me have probably gotten sick and tired of, of me hearing about it. <laughs> well, I'd say to that, uh, Mark, that, you know, I think it's, you're blessed and I'm, I'm uh, you probably had these uh, challenges in your life to help you get there quicker. I, I mean, I know, I mean, Shen, I know so many, you know, older people, 50, 40, 60 years. And I, you know, I don't know how to meditate. And, and so uh, Trisha did a, a monthly call recently and she used the word spiritual hygiene. I mean, God, if you're not going to be clean mm-hmm. spiritually and you're going to meditate for, for even two minutes, five minutes a day, what the heck are you doing? You need to, you need to get that going because you wouldn't want to go out not brushing your teeth in the morning same way, you know, just focus on just 
silent meditation for yourself or whatever it is. But yeah, I think that's that's amazing that you're practicing this at this young age. And I just hope anyone listening just gets. And I think the majority of our guests talk about this as a practice for consciousness. So that's fantastic. Appreciate it. So so uh, one one quick question uh, for you. And you've kind of touched on some of these things before in this in this conversation, Mark. Uh, you sound like an adventurous guy, but what has it meant for you to be on this adventurous journey, if it is an adventurous journey for you? What has it meant for me? Yes. I mean, obviously, you're still young. you got a life ahead of you. But, mm. you know, you're, you're, you've pivoted already several times in your, in your life. And here you are now, 2021 and 22. You're looking forward to, you know, with your book and probably other things you're doing uh, that, you know, uh, you, you, you touched on. What does it mean for you to be on this journey? Yeah. You know, it's interesting. I think for me you know, my journey is just about, um, you know, really becoming like the best version of myself while, you know, trying to help as many people around the world as I can, you know, and I, I realized that the more I meditate for sure. Um, and the more I work on myself, the more I realize that, uh, you know, how I, how I sort of like think about myself, it's not really like, Oh, you know, I'm Mark, I'm like this, this podcaster author. I honestly feel like I could do anything. Probably I can't do everything, but, um, but I think for me, um, I'm just going to go on this journey. I'm just going to continue to get, uh, freer and freer and really just like explore the things that I've always wanted to do. And, um, you know, I definitely, I mean, there's definitely been some good moments in my childhood, but to be honest with you, I kind of feel like I didn't really have a childhood. Uh, I don't, I don't really remember it a lot. And so I think for me, what I'm really doing now is I'm sort of trying to, kind of like uncover my old uh, hobbies and my old things that I was really into. But then because of anxiety and because of my past, I was talked out of doing these things or disencouraged. And so I think for me, I'm just going to continue to become a freer, more, you know, me version of myself, you know? And so like, for example, like I used to be really into music and um, you know, I had a couple of different people in my life where you know, they, they talked me out of it and, and so on and so forth. Um, and for example, now I'm getting back into it, you know, mm. and, and, and there's so many different things um, that I'm able to do. And so for me, it's just like, I'm just going to continue to sort of discover who I am, be the best version I, as, as myself as I can, and just try to help as many people up. And I also realized that, you know, I happen to be born in a crazy time period where I you know, probably unlike any other generation have access to exponential technology that enables me to potentially reach billions of people. And so that's definitely something that I'm also trying to capitalize on for sure and scale my impact because, you know, it's, it's debatable, but you know, you've never been able to do this before in human history. And so I'm definitely trying to, whatever I do, I think that's definitely going to be a piece of it as well to just continue to share and continue to realize like, Hey, it's not about me just becoming a better meditator. It's mm -hmm. about me sharing that, you know, it's about me uh, helping other people who, you know, maybe had a similar path to me or weren't introduced to certain ideas. And so I feel like it's also sort of, you know, a little bit of a responsibility that I have as well to, to share that because I feel like, um, I feel like I've gotten super lucky, you know, despite, uh, you know, my, my struggles and despite, um, you know, so much, 
so many days of consistent, you know, working hard. I also feel like I got quite lucky. Like I, I could have easily become a statistic. And so I also try to help people in that same position because that's just what uh, sets my soul on fire. So that's my journey, man. Beautiful. And you know, once, once you start shifting uh, attention to others to help others, it just changes the game, doesn't it? So beautiful. Because the moment you take your focus away yeah. from you, but but you know, sharing with and with the idea of helping others, that's a game changer. So now, before I hand it to Trisha for the last question that we're going to ask, she's going to ask you uh, for our show note purposes. Would you want to? How do people reach you? And and you know, uh, just give us how they can you know find you and where can they find you? Of course, on LinkedIn, I'm sure, but. Yeah. Yeah. LinkedIn. But really the, the best place is if people go on my website, which is my first and last name.com, M-A-R-K-M-E-T-R-Y.com. And if you go to my website and you scroll down a little bit, there will be an email inbox. And if you put your email in there, basically every week I write like two, three purely educational articles all about this kind of stuff. And if you get one of those emails from me, you can respond to directly to the email and I always respond to all those emails. And so if anyone wants to reach out to me, check out my work, that's the best spot to do it. And I always try to, you know, respond back to all messages, even though it may take, uh, may take uh, 10 to 11 months. <laughs> all right. Well, beautiful. Hey, and, and your book is in there too, I assume, right? If they want to buy your my book. book, my podcast, all social awesome. media stuff. Um, yeah. All, everything is there. All right. That's the best area. Terrific. I'll put that all in the show notes. We'll do that. Woo. Awesome. You guys so are awesome. before we wrap up today's conversation, Mark, I just want to, there were three things I, I noted that was really the theme of, of what you shared with us today is, you know, you turned your struggles into your strength. Mm. You are now stepping into teaching that thing that you needed to learn the most right? About mm. that confidence. And you, I love that you said earlier, that's my currency, right? Because you were, you were listening and, and the listening to your intuition is really what keeps opening up all roads for you. The intuition leads to your freedom. And um, for me, those three themes were sort of like running in like with everything that, that you were sharing today um, and, you know, absolutely reinforces a lot of, you know, what we teach our clients, what we um, coach them through. And we are so excited to really witness how 2022 unfolds for all of us, you know, and for real. Absolutely. Um, it's like I said before, your um, the spirit you have to embrace life's challenges and you use them as points of expansion is beautiful to watch because I think a lot of us, a lot of people see a challenge coming and they kind of brace for it and they're like, I'm going to be here, but and then they they do this and then there's resistance right and and a lot of people just don't even want to they just run away the other direction like keep retreating back and everything you've shared today for me you know I'm, I'm very visual so there's like the energy of just like you welcoming it with open arms and taking it 
you know, and really embracing it. Embracing it is very different from tolerating it or, you know, just getting through it. Like you're really embracing these challenges. Um, so I just wanted to, I wanted to, to sh- you know, share that, that that's very much what I got from listening to you today, you know, share. Um, and, you know, we don't take any of these conversations for granted. We've certainly learned a lot. And as you know, learning never stops. It's all a co-creative process. So we're curious, you know, what, if anything, you might have discovered, you yourself might have learned just in this conversation in the last hour? Uh, that's a good question. I think in terms of what you said about um, about currency, I'm definitely, I used to want to be like a billionaire. But I think now I'm trying to be a billionaire with that currency of trying to impact people, you know? And so, um, I, I mean, I, I, I know a couple of people who literally are billionaires. And I think for me, the most truest definition of a billionaire that at least that I'm trying to achieve is someone who's able to, you know, impact the lives of a billion people. And so I think that's what comes across. And then, um, you know, also realizing too, that like, I've met so many people on my journey where, they saw a LinkedIn post of mine. They saw this. They listened to this of mine. And then they started their own podcast and they're starting doing their own thing. And so it's so cool to kind of like see just like all these waves, you know, and I, I, I'm a big fan of the the butterfly effect, you know, of how if you do one thing, it'll go to other people that you sure. have may have no idea. Mm-hmm. And like I literally experience that every single day, like every single day um, I experience this sort of butterfly effect. And to me, it reaffirms um sort of the power of just what I'm doing. So I think that's the biggest thing. And also real quick, I'm so sorry, but I actually, I have to, actually, I have to run. I have like a, another meeting that I have to um, jump on that I'm kind of five minutes late for. Okay. Yes, absolutely. Well, we appreciate you coming on and um, sharing, my God, such amazing, amazing insight into life. Yeah, of course. You guys are awesome hosts and, um, and yeah, and please, please contact me later. And yeah, if I can help you guys with anything, uh, you know, don't hesitate to reach out to me at any time. And, um, and yeah, definitely let me know when this, um, when this podcast is, um, is up. I would love to see Absolutely. it. Great. We'll do for sure. Well, right. thank you for joining us today, Mark, and we will see you. We will see you continue to make that impact to, to the billion. Yes. Here we go. We bring you these conversations to inspire you on your journey, to encourage you, to excite you and sustain your enthusiasm on this trip. We know it's not easy. We've been there before. And that's why we put together something that will support you. Go to our Instagram account at Bold Conscious Leaders. There is a link in the bio for a masterclass that you can access for free called How to Transition from employee to entrepreneur. So subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Leave us a review and give us some feedback so we know what sort of topics to bring you in the future. And like anything else in life, nothing changes if nothing changes. And all you need is just one idea, one idea that just might change the trajectory of your life. So please go be bold.
Focus on the what and the why and let the how unfold.